0: all right welcome to the depth chart podcast my name is freddie maggard i'm one of your hosts along with nick roush in louisville nick how are you doing sir
1: i'm doing well i um i've been kind of groggy the last few days uh it's going it's going back to that diet exercise thing i just think my body's finally like giving in a little bit and it's like starting to slightly change and so it's responding by wanting to sleep more and you know it's it's, which i think is a good thing like i fell asleep before 10 twice this week but uh you know you can't do that if uk's playing a basketball game late but hey i'm still powering through chugging along uh feeling good feeling great ready to take on this podcast
0: good yeah are are you did you cut out sugar and bread and all that stuff
1: uh not all the way i I mean you know i tried to do less of it i'm drinking black coffee now um there you you go and like eating salad for lunch instead of a sandwich but i did i'll admit i had a pb and j and a glass of milk yesterday and it was freaking awesome (laughs) it was so good (laughs) and you know another old thing freddie the the heels of the heels are actually the best part of the loaf of bread really (laughs) I used to think they were gross. Heels are now my favorite, especially um if you can make a sandwich with two heels and do like uh like grill it kind of deal. We got one of them George Foremans. If you yeah. Can, oh man, it's it's like you're getting um uh bun from Subway or something. It's high it's high class right there, getting two heels. I'm a big fan of the heels.
0: So that, that that's your nutrition tip uh, tip from Nick Roush today. <laughs> uh Nick, I thought we could jump into some questions. I got a couple we'll start with. Okay. Uh, from Brian Thornton wants to know which returning player each side of the ball will make the biggest jump in the spring.
1: Oh, man. Great question. Great question. I'm hopeful that on defensive side, it's going to be Katie McDaniel because they need it uh, at that Sam linebacker spot without Boogie Watson being around. Um,
0: So I'm, I'm hopeful that that's the case on that end. You know, I would agree with 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 that. Uh, I would have to go defensively with Carrington Valentine.
1: I think that that he he has
0: to emerge as as the lockdown corner that Kentucky's had over the last couple years. You know, with with uh, with with both of its cornerbacks. I mean, this is something that that we've not talked about. Both starting corners from 2020 uh, have received combine invites, and uh, Daniel Jeremiah, who I think is the the top NFL personnel uh, evaluator and, and talking head uh, seem to be really high on Kelvin Joseph and got a lot of buzz about him in the draft and then Brendan Echols gets the uh, gets the combine invite that's that's a good thing for both of those guys but uh, the corner is is a low key concern of mine not so much as far as it's going to be a liability but just identifying who will be those corners uh, going into 2021 and Carrington valentine has to make that leap into the lockdown guy uh i got another question
1: offensively uh, who, who do we think it could be
0: oh crap i forgot about offense i mean I i'm probably going gonna
1: the DBs? i'm probably gonna say upshaw just from a you know we've only seen the beginning of what he can do yeah but i mean you know there's gonna be another receiver that needs to step up as well and you know, Mark Stoops name-dropping Tay-Tay Crooms, I think that's really intriguing. Um, ha- having any sort of guy would wiggle, you know. Can't can't coach speed, Freddie.
0: Can't coach speed, and, and, and I'm going to go uh, out on the offensive line, and I'm going to go Quentin Wilson at center. Uh, Kentucky's been blessed to have John Toth for four years and Drake Jackson for four years. I feel that Drake Jackson is the best center that, that I've ever seen play at Kentucky. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to say, "Well, Damani Dawson, with Damani played guard." So we've already, that's been discussed at length. But uh, that brings up Scuba Hickey's question: When like Toth graduated question. and uh, uh, Drake Jackson became the starter, will that be a difficult transition with Wilson at center? I don't think so. Wilson played guard quite a bit and center this year uh, or 2020. I think uh, you know he's a highly intelligent. Uh, player already graduated in three years, and if you think back, uh, Wilson was the, I th- if I'm not mistaken, the offensive lineman of the year in the state of Ohio coming out highly recruited. Uh, so I, I think he's a, he's a plug and play guy. Uh, but when you have a generational player like Drake Jackson, no matter who you plug in there, there's going to be a little bit of a of a learning curve, not only with with uh, with the new offensive scheme but you're going to have a new center for the first time in a very long time. So uh, there will be some noticeable differences in the games of Quentin and Drake and, and Quentin's not Drake. He, he's his own individual player, but Quentin Wilson, in my opinion is the offensive player that needs to have the biggest jump in the spring, in my opinion.
1: Well, in. Um... You know, we remember the two or three games before the torch was handed to Drake, and there were snapping problems, and that's something yeah. you, you know you you don't you take for granted until it's gone. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll add that at least in this instance, why I'm comfortable with it is hell. He's already graduated college. You know, yeah. he doesn't have the reps, um, of course um but uh you know he's been groomed well for this yes this spot so just now it's yeah. just a matter of doing it and also while we're at it, shout out to drake for having an exceptional senior bowl week he, out
0: there yeah he did um, so did so did max duffy so yeah i mean you know with drake, drake and duffy we, and
1: we we knew drake wasn't gonna have the measurements freddie so i'm glad right. that he got to beat up on marvin wilson some yeah um, he did he did so, because like that's that that's the stuff that you can't do in a combine or whatever, right? And even though we've seen it on film, that just it's it's his what he put on the tape of the senior bowl and what he did with those coaches, it just reinforces what we already knew about him,
0: absolutely. And I think Drake is a pro, I think Max Duffy's a pro, uh, Phil Hoskins, Landon Young, and then the two corners. I mean, you know, I, of all the UK players right now, seems like the draft buzz is surrounding Kelvin, Kelvin, uh, uh. God, dang it. I forgot his name Joseph. already. Yeah, yeah. Kevin <laughs> Joseph, yeah. Kelvin hey, but you,
1: you're right about Daniel Jeremiah, though. If you're going to follow some, some Yeah, draft he's good. There,
0: Mel Kuiper
1: he doesn't know diddly squat. Daniel Jeremiah and uh, Dane Bucky Brugler. Brooks. Yeah, Bucky Brooks. Those are my yeah. three favorites because I don't know if they still do the move, the sticks with Bucky and Jeremiah. They do. They, they do. do, yes. They're really yes. good. And then Dane Brugler is exhaustive with his for the athletic. He does this draft preview, Freddie, and it has – I mean, my goodness! I think I could have been on there. He has so many names on that thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, he it it's impressive the the amount of leg work he does. So those those are the kind of three that I I, I tend to lean on. If yeah, made for that sort of stuff. Going to the truck. Yeah.
0: All right, Nick. You uh, you got a couple questions we can roll through. Yeah, I do got
1: a couple questions. Um, this is uh, I, 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 it was the biggest story uh in the nfl uh when the super bowl wasn't happening but it does have a a kentucky connection and sean asked what about the stafford golf trade and a lot of people were bashing golf for holding the rams back what does it say about uh the coaching of of liam cohen out there they were still successful
0: i I think it says a lot uh you know but but you have to take everything with a grain of salt sometimes when quarterbacks are exiting stuff gets leaked you know and, and it's it's the play, it's on the player. So I I don't, you know, I don't know anything about the situation,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: I do but I do think that Leon Cohen did a great job with Jared Goff to get that team to where it was uh this year and and and, and before. So I think it speaks volume to the level of quarterback development that we're going to see at Kentucky with Leon and Cohen and that's something that we've not seen Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's it's almost unfair to evaluate Terry Wilson uh, in the same light as we're going to evaluate uh, Allen and Gatewood in 2021 because they're going to get NFL coaching at a position and development. And I think you're going to see those two guys take tremendous jumps in spring practice. No, you're exactly
1: right. Um, one person, uh, this is from Caleb. And I'm, I'm glad he asked because we, we've got some good ones here. What are positions of need in the next recruiting class now that signing day's over? Top players from Kentucky that UK will pursue. Well, we know one of the big ones is Gavin Wimsett, the quarterback yeah. from Owensboro. Um, yes. Got the wide receiver, Dane Key from Frederick Douglas. Yes. Uh, Grant Bingham, that's a big one, both figuratively and literally. Uh, yes. The offensive lineman from Johnson Central, who I know uh, – Freddie, you're a huge fan of like, uh, I am like I am. sophomore year. Like, Oh man, this kid's going to be a stud kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think in my opinion, when evaluating grant Bingham, you take, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about evaluations when we get to Trevor Wallace, mm-hmm. but a so, few things jump off at me at, on film. And one of those in, her, in the last couple of years, one of that, one of those instances was when I watched Douglas play, with Walker Parks and Jagger Burton at each tackle, mm-hmm. that was a unique ex- viewing experience as far as tape and fun to watch for me. I think if you combine Jagger Burton and Walker Parks, you get Grant Bingham, and that's how good I think he can be. And, and I know that the focus is going is going to be on uh, the quarterback Wims, who is who is dynamic, mm-hmm. and then Dane Key, who is a difference-making playmaker at receiver. But Grant Bingham, I mean, he, he, is, he is legitimate and, and, and will be, uh, in my opinion, an early impact player wherever he goes. Now, certainly we, we want that to be Kentucky, but, uh, yeah, he, he, he can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Ty Bryant. Ty Bryant is, a, is an all-around athlete defensive back at Frederick Douglass, the son of Cisco. Bryant is another in-state player. Yeah, uh, that Kentucky – Trav, and Travion yeah, uh, the woods. Right. and on from your Yeah, that Corbin is another four-star. So, There's 2022 a... could be a monster year of in-state recruiting for Kentucky.
1: Well, and, uh,
0: yeah, and he, I mean, even Vince, Vince Merrill's all over it.
1: Xavier Brown from LCA, he doesn't have yeah. an offer yet from UK, but he's one that I think – He'll end up being in the mix. Uh, Joker offered him when he was at Maryland, but he's he since been wrong. But Xavier Brown's really good. in yep. the class below him, teammates, and I mean, this is, is, is I guess Corbin's 3A now. This is 3A football, LCA and Corbin. Uh, you've got Marty Moore's kid, Mason Moore, at LCA, yeah. who's a great athlete. And then uh, down at Corbin, is it Dakota Patterson? Who's just, my God. I Somebody sent me a picture of him in the weight room the other day. He's just going to be a junior. He's 15 years old. He looks 20. I mean, he is (laughs) on another level. He plays tight end and linebacker for him. I mean, the kid, Freddie. We're going to see some videos of him next year where he's going to be tackling people, and it's like he shouldn't be on the same field as that guy. Like it's just it's not fair. And that's a name um, you know to, to to keep an eye on in the years to come. I think he's going to be. He's one of those other ones too, Freddie. Like you talked about being in Michael Mayer was that way where they yeah. just, they just look like they're on, they're in a different stratosphere. Uh, Dakota Patterson's going to be that uh, for Corbin here over the next couple of years.
0: Yeah. Kentucky's on a hot streak as far as in-state recruiting with Vince Merrill. And I think, I think that will continue in the 2022 class. Uh, so yeah, keep your eye this, this class next year of in-state players uh, could be one of the better groups that we've seen that in, within in Kentucky so mm-hmm. uh cat, cat, the cats gotta gotta close the borders down this year and, and that's something uh you know we'll, we'll trans we'll transition straight into the February Ooh, signing day I've got it's, one more question okay, sorry
1: this is very important we need a definitive answer on this okay. um what's the difference between hammer pants and parachute pants what is the breakdancing aficionado's preferred leg garment
0: parachute pants for me hammer pants were baggy uh on the thighs mm-hmm. and then you know get get more narrow towards the ankle okay uh, and then the crotch was really low right, uh, right so i i prefer parachute pants because are parachute i'd like the the calves are real big no parachute pants are are are, are kind of like uh spandex you know kind of fitting tight fitting pants that were slick and aerodynamic and oh, okay. provided the best the best equipment to wear when breakdancing in the eighties were parachute pants because of the texture you could really slide really really well on cardboard or another any other hard surface. So gotcha, I'm gotcha. going parachute pants all day.
1: I would think that the hammer pants, there's so much material there that you can like, yeah, you, can almost you get, get all like, twisted yeah. up in it. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. Great, quick, and, great and, question by Bully's Belly, though. We needed it a was clarification on that.
0: Yeah, it was, and, and and hammer pants also were so baggy that you know if you had a good move that the bagginess may conceal a good move. So you know you want uh, you want man. everything on full show. You know, so <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick, let's Transition to the signing day. You know, February signing day was. A, anti-climatic uh, at, at a lot of places. Kentucky landed two linebackers. Luke Fulton, a transfer from Michigan State, originally from Cardinal Mooney High School. Uh, you know, as a high school player, he was a number two inside linebacker out of the state of Ohio. Nationally, he was in that 19 to 20 range as far as inside linebackers. So this, this is a good pickup for Kentucky at, at a position that needs, needs depth because the inside linebackers get beat up pretty good and we've seen DeAndre square with some shoulder issues so depth is is, is always going to be critical there but luke Fulton is a nice pickup and then and then the big one yep. uh, tra, uh, tra, you know Traven wallace uh, I, I've, I've had a lot of people reach out to me uh, you know when i said in, in my words the most impressive high school tape of a uk signee that i've ever evaluated Now, let's think about how that was worded. Most impressive. That is a very subjective term, impressive. Why did I like this film so much? One thing, when I watched various films of, tapes of Trevor Wallace, I didn't see him running around in T-shirt and shorts and that goofy bicycle helmet on. (laughs) What I was impressed with was his play on the field And the elite level that he played at quarterback, running back, receiver, punt returner, kick returner, all spots as linebacker, and defensive back. He starred in every role. He excelled at every role. So, for me, I like multi-positional players.
1: He he played so many positions, Freddie, that it was almost hard finding linebacker tape. You know, it,
0: it really was, I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and, and when he played linebacker, a lot of times he played outside linebacker. Yeah, He's projected as an inside linebacker. So my thing was, this tape is what I love about football. You have an elite player that doesn't, that 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 is team focused, that will play every position on the field to help his team win. His last high school game, he rushed for 386 yards and played every snap on defense, return kicks and punts. That is getting it done. That is – and, you know, we can talk measurables all day, 6'2", 210 plus. He looked he looked a little big bigger than yeah, 209 to me.
1: He, he's up to 220 now from, okay, from what that's folks what I, are telling me. Yeah, he's he's yeah. at least 220 now. And, yeah. The and that's without getting uh, Coach Ed and Coach Hill on him, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so,
0: so let, let me put it this way. Lim Bowden's tape was incredible. But I saw a lot of what Lynn Bowden do. I saw Trevon Wallace do at 6'2", 220 pounds.
1: Yeah. Yo, yo, you're exactly right, Freddie. I mean, the let's go – instead of going from one side of the field to the other, he would, like, jet sweep around him and go 80. Yeah. But he, yeah. you're right. He was doing Lynn Bowden stuff at twice at, the weight and then yeah. also, uh, you know, strip sacks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, you know, I saw him run down players and, and, and force fumbles 40 yards downfield. I mean, think, and I was stationed right next to Jessup, Georgia. Right next, Fort Stewart is between Lutwisi and Jessup. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I know the football from there. Which I lived uh, there. Uh, it's Damon very Davis, good, with Jamie Davis, yeah. Exactly. So it, it's very good. So to see him do what he did against Georgia competition at that high level at all mm-hmm. positions, I mean, I, I I fell in love with the tape. I, I could have watched tape of him all day playing the game of football. What position is it? He's a Football player. Once once you get all that talent and that twitchiness and that speed and that explosiveness, the instinct, he is a quick processor. He's highly, highly intelligent on the football field. Once you get that focus into one position, you're going to see this kid take off. Now, is he going to be the best player ever? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that his high school tape impressed me more than. Anybody's high school tape that I've watched that has signed with Kentucky, and you know that I put it right there with Lynn Bowden. So Bowden, Wondell, Robinson is is, is in that stratosphere mm-hmm. as far as tape that jumped out.
1: Yeah, Jagger but, but does some I, things like that. Jagger does from some an athletic things like, standpoint.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it, the, it, but the thing, but Jim all Freddie, positions is what got me, man. I mean that, that.
1: Yeah, and and like like you said too, you can see the instincts where even though he's not, you know, pigeonholed in as a linebacker, he's at least playing smart football where he's not tap dancing around. Like, he recognizes the play. He goes to the spot where the opponent's going to be, and he makes the play. Exactly. And so uh, I know whenever we look at, you know, trying to project exactly what he'll be in the immediate future is difficult – but you better believe he's going to be busting some heads on special teams. Uh, Vito <laughs> yeah. Tisdale 2.0. He's going to yeah. be just raising all kinds of hell on special teams. And I, I'm curious, just at the linebackers in general, I think that they're just going to start him at like He could do a lot, but I think it would be wise to just put him at Mike and keep him there because, I mean – Jamin Davis, who grew up in the county next to him, like you said, I mean, they're practically next door neighbors. We saw what Jamin was this year. He was freaking jack rock ready to roll. Jamin was 30 pounds lighter as a high school senior. Yeah. You know? Like, he was. you can, I mean, what's great, Freddie, he's only scratched the surface. He's got the instincts. He can be yeah. an all time great at linebacker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he He has all the tools to develop into a special player. Now will he do that? I think so. But we'll see. As of right now, Nick Rouse, I have more college football tackles than Trevor Wallace does. I have record <laughs> I have registered more tackles than he has.
1: Is it also interception?
0: Or- uh, you, uh, yeah, yeah, really on. yeah, special teams and interception. Yes. <laughs> so but anyway, I mean, I you know, question, Freddie, I had to. no, that, that, yeah, no, yeah. I, I I chased down a dude from Indiana one time and caught him on like the ten. He was really <laughs> mad that I did that, but I was not going to throw another pick six. Uh, but anyway, you know, this is projection. This is all projection. Now he's going to have. I will say this: it, once he settles into that linebacker position, there's a lot of technique that he's going to have to learn mm-hmm. because he had to play so many positions. Mm-hmm. That he's not he's not had the opportunity to dial in at one, mm-hmm. so when I said most impressive, I mean that that's what I meant because of all the things that he did at that size just blew right. my mind. The well, same way that Lynn Bowden's tape did, the same way that Jagger Burton's tape did, I can even say the same way that uh, uh, Drake Jackson's tape did. You know, these these the, these are positional players. Lynn Bowden did it all in Youngstown. Wondell Robinson did it all for Western Hills. But Trevin Wallace did it all for Wayne County at 6'2", 220 pounds. To me, that is just that that is just off the chart. Impressive.
1: And I, and I think one thing that's important to note, too, is as much as we revere what Len Bowden did at UK, you know, it took him, what, six games before he really got rolling as a freshman? And yeah. That he was a late arrival, but uh, the, in the same sense that Lynn had to learn how to be a receiver, as a true freshman, yes. Wallace is gonna have to learn how to be a linebacker. So, I think that are so exci- is- We can be really excited today, but once the season gets here, know that it's
0: just enjoy. Those it's gonna big take hits. some time,
1: kind of like how with yeah, Vito Tisdale, you know he plays a really tough position to learn and nickel, but he's busting some heads in the play in the chances that he's getting, and I-, I think we're gonna see something similar with Wallace.
0: I-, I think I think you hit it. I think you hit it out of the park with that, Nick. The similarities of. Lynn Bowden had to do so many things in high school that that he had to learn to play the position of of receiver is is the same analogy as Trevin Wallace is going to have to play a challenging position of inside linebacker in the Southeastern Conference because things are going to happen a lot faster. Offensive linemen are obviously bigger, stronger, faster, uh, and running backs are harder to get on the ground. Receivers are harder to cover the whole thing. But uh, yeah, give him time and let's just see how this plays out. But I cannot tell you how impressive his tape was. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is Wandale Robinson. I think I think he's gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit, uh, you know, with, with with Wallace coming up. But the impact of Wandale Robinson is going to have on this football team mm-hmm. is is going to be tremendous. Uh, I think Wondell. Is a dynamic playmaker. I think he is what's been missing from that Kentucky offense. I think he's a he's already a, has to be a starter as a as a receiver, and and a returner. And, and I would I, I would argue that he is the the leader leader right now as far as the Paul Horning Award, as far as you know preseason projection. So, the Wondell Robinson is a special football player that that we should appreciate because I think we'll probably just see him one year here at Kentucky. And that's okay. Uh, we, you know, I, I personally am all for guys going pro and whenever they feel they're ready, and hope they do great things. So, uh, but, but but what he brings is, is is a dynamic playmaker with that's fast, that can stretch the football field, and, and and what it does, what it's going to do is just going to loosen that box for Chris Rodriguez on that on that zone run scheme, and and I think that we cannot understate the importance that Wondell Robinson will have. Uh, as a Wildcat in 2021.
1: Uh, yeah. It, and it's one of those things that we do kind of, it gets a little gossed over because it just so much is happening, Freddie, but who? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good. Good to have one Dale. Uh, and that's, that's what's fun about all of this, too. I mean, you know, we're, we're sitting here in February.
0: Yeah. We're, we're talking about it. You know, just think about this. Think of a, a multiple tight end set with, with Justin Rigg and, and Keaton Upshaw on one side uh, and then uh, Wondell Robinson with slot on the other. I mean, pick your poison there. I mean, that, that that's automatically going to loosen the box and and cause linebackers, nickel players, and, and strong safeties to make a choice. And they didn't have to make a choice last year. They played the run. Uh, you know, have, have some eyes on uh, Josh Ali. And later on, make sure Upshaw didn't hurt you. But, you know, we saw Mississippi State on down the road just just packed the box, even North Carolina State. And uh, Kentucky was able to have success on the run game. Uh, You know, Kentucky finished third in the SEC in rushing. You know, I think that's a fact that, that gets looked over as well because of the passing game struggles. But Kentucky, even though every opponent knew Kentucky was going to run the football Still finished third in the SEC in rushing. I think that's a tremendous uh, accomplishment, and 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 I cannot wait to see Chris Rodriguez take off in this new offense because I think he's going to burst onto the national scene. Matter of fact, I wrote about that and who is Chris Rodriguez and people in the SEC know him, but I, I think he's you know people nationally are going to know who he is early on, uh, especially in in the first game against Louisiana Monroe. Rodriguez will probably run crazy in the, against them. And then uh and then Missouri and on on throughout the season. But uh yeah, I think he's ready to take off as well. Uh the next subject, Nick Roush. hmm Let's talk about Vince Merrill and John Sumrall. Man. Whew. How how important is Vince Merrill to this Kentucky football program? Man, I mean, how
1: big of an addition was Summerall too? Yeah, like I mean it, Vince has made it to where we we almost take for granted what he's been able to yes. do. uh uh-huh. um, And but it is so important to secure the best of the state. I mean, Jordan Dingle didn't see that one coming at all. And yeah. <laughs> to have a guy like that be brought in. In in what, what what makes what Vince does so important to Freddie is that then you can let John Summerall go out and go get a big fish or two and kind of fill in the, the blanks here and there. And yeah, I, he, I think he's exceeded expectations on that in that regard. Oh my
0: goodness. Well, well let's just look at this class with Vince. And, and again, I, I think, I think, you know, that I meant. <clears throat> he's so good at his job that sometimes we take it for granted and, and I don't think that we need to do that in this class alone. If my math is correct, Vince signed 11 players. 11. It's a lot. Jagger Burton, Jordan Lovett, Walla Ball, Wright, DeKill Kratos, Jordan Dingle, Justice Dingle, Wandell Robinson, Jamarius Dinkins, Paul Rodriguez, and Luke Fulton. 11 of this class were recruited by Vince Merrill.
1: Oh, did you hear Justice Dingle too?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? I mean, that that's getting it done. And, and there's a player that, you know, we're talking about Wondell, we're talking about Jagger, we're talking about uh, uh, Wallace and, and all the way down to Ross. Justice Dingle may be the missing piece at the Jack linebacker position. I read somewhere where he's, he's already around 250. If he's at that weight, then he is your Jack linebacker. He is He's going to fill that role. As as that, that strong while, outside linebacker,
1: especially while we rehabs, because yeah, you know, I, I I it's not like I've heard anything or anything, but like an ACL getting back in nine months might be pushing it, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: And, I mean, and, and,
1: they, they vary, but you, it's not. You, you would like to have somebody else there to where he can slowly kind of work his way back in.
0: Yeah, 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 because the other side you got Jordan Wright and and, and JJ yeah. Weaver. And on on the strong side, you have Justice Dingle. If that's the position he's going to play, and K.D. McDaniel, and that's it. Until until somebody else surfaces there. So uh, Justice Dingle was a huge pickup. But and then John Sumrall, like you said, just a true. He, well, he, first of all, he's a really good linebacker coach. Look what he did with Jamin Davis, and look what he's done yeah. with DeAndre Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that that's one thing. But as a recruiter, Chauncey Magwood. Trevin Wallace, Christian Lewis, Martez mm-hmm. thrower, Khalil Saunders. That's five if my math is correct. So sixteen from Sumrall and Morrow in this class. Uh that that that's a high percentage for those two guys. And and in, they're into
1: to do it too, like Summer, a lot of those guys, they're going up against the big dogs, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, look at Christian Lewis and, and, and Trevin Wallace. I mean, you're going against Georgia on Auburn and and those folks is for Wallace and then Lewis had everybody come on late. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's doing a great job that that needs to be recognized. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a good situation for Kentucky to have Vince in the Commonwealth and in Ohio and then spot duty wherever needed. And then having some raw in the South along with Anwar Stewart now getting into Atlanta, and Detroit and Nashville, uh, Kentucky's got some good recruiters out there. And, uh, you know, this class is not going to be ranked very high as far as the SEC or, or nationally. But you have to look at – you had a late rating for Devontae Ross and you signed a punter. Okay, automatically that that will, right, that will lower, right. lower the level of the rating system uh, for your class. So, uh, I think it's a good one. I think it's a good class. It's a solid class. Uh, that filled some needs, especially at linebacker, especially at receiver with Mondale Robinson and, and the four receivers that were signed in this class, plus tied in with Jordan Dingo, I think needs were filled there. Uh, defensive line, got to get longer. Maybe Khalil Saunders or, 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 or Jamaris Dinkins, one of those guys will could push for early playing time because they, are, they do have the length that Kentucky's missing right now because along the defensive front, most of the players are around six, two. So you have to put hands in the eyes of the quarterbacks and, and that's going to be a need. Somebody asked about the need for recruiting It's defensive line. As far as a, a, a long, tall defensive end or a pass rusher, everybody's mm-hmm. looking for that, but that's something that Kentucky's going to have to address uh, in this next class. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. I, uh, mean, you hit a lot right there, Freddie. My head's. I did, didn't I? Yeah, Hey, You know, you, you sometimes you get in your zone. You just gotta go. Um, I know, also, man. Also, get distracted too, because when you mentioned Georgia, um, and there was somebody who asked about South Carolina. You know, because they're gonna be preseason. What are, how are people at SEC Media Days gonna handle? Will Muschamp being on the same staff as Kirby Smart? Is Georgia just going to be the best team <laughs> in the history of the sport of teams. Of football? Yeah. I mean, yep. they're, the, they're, they're the dream team now, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they have to be. Yeah, It's also uh, funny
1: that Kirby's trying to do the Nick Saban rehab thing, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that.
1: Because Kirby's Speaking just – the- uh, Muschamp's just going to be, you know, um, what do you call it? The, like, uh, director the of Something. quality yeah. –
0: yeah.
1: Who's he, what's it? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Saban so keeps hiring NFL coaches. And, and, you know, as if Alabama needed talent, Nick Roush, Alabama just signed the best class in the history of recruiting. I know. And they got
1: – I mean, uh, and they added Doug Marone yesterday. was a head coach in the AFC Championship game like three years ago, and now he's going to be their offensive line coach. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy.
0: That is a machine in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. an absolute machine that they got going on. Down and the there. The thing is too, it's is like, just different.
1: He ain't going to say, ain't slowing down anytime soon
0: either. No, no. I mean, why would he? I mean, he's got, he's got the the biggest staff and the best players in college football. I mean, he's at a point that he can just manage all that. And, and I think he doesn't, well, I think he's done it better than anybody in the history of the game. I mean, and that, that says a lot, but uh, you know, when you have that, that many minds that are game planning that are scouting that are evaluating personnel that are just everything. And with the best players, I mean, it's just, it's just a different level. I mean, Alabama is just different. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, they are just different. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. everybody else is playing catch up. It's Alabama's world. And we all have to live in it. And that's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Freddie, I'm I'm
1: curious. I know we've been talking about dieting a lot, um, but you know, that goes all out the window. Super Bowl Sunday. Is there a snack of choice that you are that you prefer while watching your, your football?
0: Nachos. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of nachos.
1: Or just dips in general, like the buffalo chicken dip, you know. Yeah, uh, that stuff's good. Or like a five-layer dip. Um, any, anything like that, Freddie? You're you're exactly. Right. Do you, do you put anything in particular on your nachos, or is it just old school like nacho cheese?
0: Uh, no, I put uh, uh, jalapenos on there. Yeah, uh, I put olives on my nachos.
1: Ooh, not an olive guy. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. a huge olive guy.
0: Yeah. I put a little bit of everything on mine. I, I, have I really become
1: don't. a sour cream guy where
0: yeah. sour cream and sauce is really good. Uh, yeah. No, I, sour cream is a must. I mean, you got to get that, especially uh, when very, you get a
1: spicy jalapeno bite, you know, it kind of, yeah, you got to get out a little bit.
0: Yeah. You got to get the variation in taste. Uh, but I will say this, Nick, mm-hmm. in all your travels, mm-hmm. you need to stop in Versailles one day and eat it, uh, uh, takera Becerra restaurant, Be- okay. Be- B-E-C-E-R-R-A Becerra. Okay. Uh, has the best queso in the history of queso.
1: Oh, wow. That's a
0: bold statement, Freddie. T- on my cheat day, the, I, 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 I'm a creature of habit. I go there, I have queso and chips and I have a uh a chorizo burrito.
1: Oh man, I love chorizo. Yeah, it's, a, it's at, a
0: little on the greasy side, but
1: man, it is so good, nice and spicy. Mm. Th-
0: that's what I that that is going to be my Super Bowl meal this year. Oh man. uh yeah. Good call. Good call it, it. it is a great, it's my all time favorite Mexican restaurant by far. Hands down, case closed. And uh yeah, it's in for sales and 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 this is a non-paid advertisement by the way but yeah. right right now if i you want uh,
1: to we'll talk about them uh, yeah we'll
0: talk later. about it later but yeah i uh <laughs> that, that that's going to be my super bowl meal
1: man i'm i i love super bowl freddie because it's i feel like especially after the holiday season you know you get the the, the come down happens so abruptly that it's hard to readjust and i feel like the super bowl is a good way for me to have not only something to look forward to but there's so much other stuff that goes on around it that I just I love it. I absolutely love yeah. watching the Super
0: Bowl. I, I do too. And then this last weekend was pretty tough cuz UK game got moved to yeah. last night and then there was no football. Mm-hmm. Uh it was pretty tough but man, last night was was hard to watch.
1: Mm, yeah, uh-huh. you know, more of the same but so I'm looking hard forward to, to, to the watch. Super Bowl is uh Yeah. Mahomes is going to do it, right?
0: Yeah, I'm. Like, I'm taking the Chiefs. I, I think. I think Kansas City's just got too many weapons, offensively. The Bucks, the
1: Bucks and, defense will. Pro- I hope they keep them in it. Um, yeah. But I think most importantly, I, I would love for
0: a good old fashioned kind of shootout. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, here, here's here's my desired outcome. I want Mike Edwards to play the best game of his life, but I kind of want the Chiefs to win. You know. I, I really like Mahomes. Uh you know, I, I just think they're they're they have too many weapons. Kelsey's cool. is an unstoppable in- uh Hill, unstoppable. I mean yeah. they, they, Mahomes is is in a different stratosphere than anybody ever. Well, so, and
1: part of it for me too, Freddie, is that like as much as we love to like I feel like there's there's a part of us that loves to hate on greatness. Yeah. But th- But hating Tom Brady in the way that the Patriots did it, the Chiefs do it in a much more likable way because, A, they're in Kansas City. You know, it's middle America. They hadn't won forever. Andy Reid's their coach. He's a big old walrus, you know, with his face shield on over there. And also the way that they they have so much fun. Uh, It goes back to watching Trevin Wallace's film. Like, they're over there doing stuff that you would see in, like, the replacements where they're like – they're, like, set, but then they all at once roll out and do something different and get in a different formation. You know, the yeah. underhand passes, like, it's just so much fun. And yeah. and I, I think that for, for Mahomes' legacy, you know, he's going to be compared to, I think, first Rodgers because of just how pretty of a ball they throw. But if he keeps doing this, he's gonna get compared to Brady when it comes to Super Bowls. He's gotta beat Brady in the Super Bowl. Like that, he does. That, that'll be the ultimate feather in his cap, you know, 30 years from now.
0: Hey, I love Tom Brady. I love watching him play. I mean, I I I mean, he's he's the GOAT, man. I mean, and I it's gonna be difficult for Mahomes if, if the Chiefs do win on Sunday to to get to six Super Bowl rings like Brady has. Yeah, yeah. Miss tough. Yeah, I mean, one is extremely difficult, but six. Just to go to six. I yeah. Mean,
1: Brady's it, been to like 20% it, ten. of all Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I respect his game and love his game. Uh, but I just think the Chiefs have too much, uh, you know. With, Here's a question Mo. for you. But you, you look in the AFC, there are three teams that are young and fun to watch. Kansas City being 1, 2 is Cleveland. Yeah. And 3 3 is Buffalo. Right. I mean, I don't see the NFC winning a Super Bowl for quite some time, just put it that way.
1: Now, here here is something, hear me out here. Cuz I was going to ask you if this is Brady's last Super Bowl, and I think I'm going to answer the question by saying, I actually think the Bucks could be better next year because I do too. I felt like they didn't really click until, I mean, the end of the season. I still don't know if we've seen their best football now, excluding that NFC Championship game. They really did put it together against the Packers. The defense really showed up. But they've got a ton of weapons. So, like, I actually think that they could –
0: I think Brady could get one more
1: in him if he doesn't just win one now and ride off into the sunset.
0: Yeah, and that that would be fun to watch because – Every time Tom Brady steps on the field, we're watching history be made. No matter win, lose or draw, so you know it, it, it's a fun time to be a football fan right now. Uh, and then to see Mahomes every every time he comes on the field, you know we're seeing greatness. We're seeing we're seeing all time greatness. And, and and Brady every time that he breaks the huddle, we're seeing all time greatness. So. I think Sunday will be a celebration of the game of football, and, and I'm excited for it. Uh, one last thing, Nick, to get to I think uh, I want to talk about
1: mm-hmm.
0: is, is Jagger Burton. Yep. I, I think I think Jagger Burton has the ability to play all five positions at Kentucky along the offensive line. Uh, much like Trevin Wallace, I think the versatility of Jagger Burton – is something that we're going to grow to appreciate over the course of his career. Uh, where he'll play next year, I don't know. Uh, there's, you know, Darren Canard moving to left tackle, and he is handed handed at that. So that leaves a spot at right tackle. I think mm-hmm. that is a perfect fit uh, for Jagger to work into. Uh, you know, there, there's still a lot of players that uh, they're going to be ahead of him. He's going to have to to beat out the play at every position. Um, so I, I think, you know, you have a, you have two locks at starting, three locks at starting positions on the offensive line. Darren Kennard at left tackle, if that's where he plays. Luke Fortner at guard and Quentin Wilson at center. I think there will be competition at left guard and right tackle. Austin Dotson will, will have an early lead on that starting guard role. And I, he's deservingly, deservingly, so I mean he he has earned that spot, but right tackle uh, Nasir Watkins is back. Will be uh, is projected to be back from injury. Mm-hmm. You have Buford there, uh, uh, Jeremy Flax, the, the the highly regarded junior college transfer. You know we could see him rotate in there, or he could yeah. you know just wherever it may be. But I think I think I think Jagger Burton will play as a true freshman. Where I don't know, and it could be multiple roles. Uh, but but his diversity in, in, in regards to position is the same that Trevin Wallace brings to the defense. So I think those are two unique signees on each side of the football, Jagger Burton on offense and uh, Trevin Wallace on defense.
1: Oh, man. Signing day doesn't quite hit the same, Freddie, but uh, it nevertheless was a huge day for Kentucky football.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, and and, and you know, Kentucky has some momentum going into winter workouts and and spring practice. And now, right now, they're probably working on install for the offense, and mm-hmm. and that's and then uh, you know they're going to have to have to have to get some pass rush somewhere Right, from, right for right. somebody, and that, that, that those are little things that are going to be worked on. But I think Kentucky's in a good spot right now going into winter workouts and then leading into spring practice. So it's going to be interesting. And hopefully, hopefully for the fans, the spring game will be open at some capacity. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I hope so.
1: Regular games, you know, why not a spring game?
0: Yeah. And, and with, with the quarterback situation and, and and Jagger and Wandel and, and, and justice Dingle and, and some of those guys that are on campus now, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of new faces. completely new
1: offense, you know. Yeah,
0: new offense. There's a lot of newness with this Kentucky football team that brings excitement, and I know it's 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 ratcheted up my excitement level. Uh, just you know, from the new offense and some of these new players, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to to break down and and break down the the spring game into what we see. Even though you can't put a lot of stock in the spring game, but you can tell the athletes that jump off the. Off the, off the field at you as far as, okay, man, this guy's gotten bigger, stronger, and faster. Or, okay, playing this guy at this position, that makes a lot of sense now. Uh, and then in any time you have a quarterback competition, interest is going to be peaked. Uh, and Kentucky does have a true quarterback competition with with Bo Allen and Joey Gatewood, and that's going to be fun to watch as well. Can't wait.
1: <laughs> really can't. I can't uh, either.
0: I, and I think I think Kentucky fans are – are truly excited, uh and and, and, and as they should be. I, I think they're excited to to see the newness as well.
1: Yeah, and uh not only they, ex- I can tell the excitement, Freddie, because people are still eating up two and three podcasts a week from us. And I just can't thank you enough for listening to this podcast. Absolutely, 11, yeah. Now the KSR football podcast, which if you haven't listened to this week, Brent Waynescott talked to Chris Matthews for about an hour and you know you you might remember him from the year where he him and Randall Cobb tore it up he had about 14 catches in that South Carolina game that took down Spurrier but he he talked at length about his one shiny I mean you want to talk about a a quick burn rise to stardom I mean dude caught his only NFL passes for four pass receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl almost a super bowl MVP. I mean, it's a wild ride. He goes through it all. And like, I just, I can't imagine being in his shoes. It it was, it was really cool, Freddie. So yeah, that's um, great. So thanks to everybody for, for, for sticking with us through all this and for, for continuing to join us. Um, It, it does just kind of warm my heart a little bit, whenever you ask for football questions in February and there's 30 of them, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) it's, it's, it's still wild to me. So thank you much, everybody.
0: Yeah, appreciate it. Just uh, what like us, subscribe to us, and tell your friends about us. And hopefully, we'll we'll catch you this time next week. So, yeah. enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the Super Bowl.